title is uh, The House of Prayer, The House of Prayer. I talked about effective prayer on last week. I want to talk about the house of prayer, the house of prayer. This, this room, this room is a, is a house of prayer. We do other things in other parts of this building, but we pray and we break bread and we worship in this room. We're not trying to sell anything in this room. We're trying to inform in this room, empower, equip, strengthen, so you can have the experience with God that so many human beings need. You've been wondering what you need. You need an experience with God. So Matthew chapter 21, I'll start reading in verse 12. I'll come back and I'll read my decree after that. Matthew 21, verse 12. These, then Jesus went into the temple of God and drove out all those who bought and sold in the temple. And he overturned the tables of the money changers and the seats of those who sold doves. Verse 13. And he said to them, it is written, my house shall be called the house of prayer, but you have made it a den of thieves. Then verse 14, look at what happens. Then the blind and the lame came to him in the temple and he healed them. Father, we bless you. We honor you. We thank you for all that you are doing and all that you want to do. We thank you for this being your temple, your house house of prayer, your place where you come and meet your people. I thank you that you've already shown yourself as one who is faithful that will always come if we desire you to be here and we do desire you to be here and we, des we desire to be here and even the ones who are streaming, let them have the experience and the encounter that we're having in this place, even through the streaming right now. Let them feel and sense your presence because it's strong in this place called Refresh. In the name of Jesus, I pray, amen, amen, and amen. Go ahead and take your seats and say this with me. Father, as we hear this kingdom word today, we combine our faith with this word. Our ability to believe has increased. That which you have promised is released into our lives. We will never come up short. We have faith in your word. No good thing shall be withheld from us. Amen. Amen. So we're talking about Jesus coming into uh, the house of prayer, which is his father's house, the house of prayer into the church. When he comes into the church, he finds a condition there that's not favorable to God's presence, nor the people who were at the temple. This is right around Passover time. Passover time is around the time we call Easter. So we're getting close to that. In the March, we will celebrate Passover or Easter. So Jesus shows up at this certain time and he finds in the temple that they're selling, they're selling doves and, and they're, they're, they're gouging the prices. They're not doing the people of God correct. Uh, this is a time when everybody came back to Jerusalem because on these, there's three times a year, there's Passover, there's Pentecost, and there's the end gathering. So they're all in Jerusalem. So the priests, the leads of the church, comes up with a strategy of how to make money off of the weaknesses of the people. So those who did not have lambs that they were supposed to bring with them, turtle doves that they were supposed to bring with them, those who forgot their offering, 
or their sacrifice, there was a little place inside the temple where they could buy one. Now, if they bought it, it was supposed to be pure. You could never bring anything to God that had a blemish in it. So they were selling crippled lambs, broke-winged doves, because you never bring anything to God that doesn't have perfection. And you never give anything to God that you're not connected to. So many times if they brought it, it was a pet before it became a sacrifice. So there was a major problem that Jesus is addressing. And Jesus is very tough on that particular day. And they, they wonder, what's going on? He's got a whip. And he's driving those people with wrong motives out of the church. Because their wrong motives have stopped the effectiveness of the church. Somebody say effective. What they were doing had brought down the effectiveness of the church. We have a tendency to describe sin as some fleshly weakness. But if you really read your Bible, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, when Jesus was addressing people, it was always the religious people who went to church. This fleshly sinner woman, Jesus had to stop the religious people from stoning her. And he said, he who is without sin, let him cast the first stone. Is what he said. And the Bible said they all dropped their rocks. So all of them had something going on. These same type of people, the same mentality is there at the temple when Jesus has to address them sternly. No, you don't like stern, but sternly to the point to where he calls them thieves. People with wrong motives, people who came to take advantage of, people who came to take, they didn't come to give anything. They just want to take. I want to read where he quoted from when he's in Matthew chapter 21, verse 1, verse 12 through 14. But he quotes from the Old Testament in Isaiah 56. So Jesus, when he would talk, many times he would quote from Isaiah. He would quote from the Old Testament. So Jesus is quoting in Matthew 21, he's quoting from Isaiah 56. Let's read verse 7 and verse 8. Verse 7 and verse 8. Isaiah 56, verse 7 and verse 8. Even them I will bring to my holy mountain and make them joyful in my house of prayer. The burnt offerings and their sacrifices will be accepted on my altar. For my house shall be called a house of prayer for all nations, every ethnicity group, everybody. Verse 8. The Lord God, who gathers the outcasts of Israel, says, Yet I will gather to him others beside those who are gathered to him. So I'm going to take the outcast of Israel. Then I'm going to take Shouty. See, y'all think it's strange for the young men that are in the women who are responding to the ministry. It's not strange. 
church is what happens when you clean the house. Now, now it mentions these individuals who were operating in ministry, these individuals who were religious leaders of that day, Jesus categorizes them as thieves. So if he categorized them as thieves, let's get a little bit more scripture on what a thief does. John chapter 10, verse 1. John chapter 10, verse 1. Most assuredly, I say to you, to you, he who does not enter the sheepfold by the door, but climbs up some other way, the same is a thief and a robber. So the way you, you, you discern a thief or a robber, you set an order. You set a structure. The one who does not come by the doorway, but climbs some other way, trying to do it some other way, breaking protocol, breaking the orders. The Bible says he is a thief and he is a robber. Y'all still with me? Because he's trying to help us to sustain what we have. But some smart person in religion wanted to make some quick money and preyed on the lack of discipline of those who were coming. It seemed like help, but it was called enabling of weakness. So every year now, I don't have to worry about bringing my pet. We'll just pick up something while we get, when we get there. So no thought went into the sacrifice. No heart went into the sacrifice. No commitment went into the sacrifice. So it was no longer a sacrifice. If it's that easy and you have no attachment to it, it's not a sacrifice. It was when we praised when Lady Darlene struggled to breathe, that was when it was a sacrifice. It's when we stayed consistent at leading when she had skin cancer, that's a sacrifice. Sasha's very protective. And uh, I have to tell her, I'm, I'm the father. <laughs> I'm, I'm the protector. But she's very protective of her mom. And if her mom has any challenges, she's going to zoom in and she's going to, you know, she's going to be rough. Might as well get rid of her. She's, you know, I'll say, well, you rough. I'm, I'm rough when I need to be rough. She's rough when you think 
that'll think you a problem. So she's trying to beat her frustration out on the drums. She's doing a good job, isn't she? So Jesus quotes from Isaiah 56. And when he quotes, he's telling them that these sacrifices, that these people, the burnt offerings and the sacrifices will be accepted on the altar. But they can't get to the altar because you got a bunch of thieves running around. So let me get into point number one. Point number one, the house of prayer is the place of authentic meeting with God. So when you come in here and you get out of your car and you come through the first set of doors and then you come into the next set of doors and you in, enter this sanctuary, your thought pattern should be as I am expecting an authentic meeting with God. Leaders out there in the hallway, we're trying to cool it off. I need you to stop walking. Because I don't want to follow you. It's an authentic meeting with God saying, the way I came, I don't plan to leave that way. People meet fake gods all the time. And just because you go to a house called a church, doesn't mean that you meet with the authentic God. Because meeting with the authentic God transforms the person's life. There's no way you can meet with the authentic God. So God had to withdraw because of the thieves. So they were bringing a sacrifice or buying a sacrifice, but never having an authentic meeting with God. And that's cheating people. It's one thing to have an experience, but an authentic experience with God. I am what I am because of the authenticity of the meeting that I had with God. So if you don't like me, let's meet with him and see whose side he's on. Because I promise you, if you ever meet him, you won't remain like you are. And if you think that's the real you, wait until you go to a meeting, an authentic meeting. A sacrifice should be brought to the house of prayer and not sold at the house of prayer. There's a song called, we bring the sacrifice of praise into the house of the Lord. So my, no matter what happened to you last week at work, I still have a praise on my lips because God doesn't deserve to be punished for what happened to me last week. When I don't bring a sacrifice of praise, you looking at me like, I ain't praising today, apostle. It ain't apostle. It's God <laughs> that you're dealing with when you come in here. And you said, well, I ain't going to give you nothing. And then when you start praying Tuesday, 
and you want something from the one you just disrespected on Sunday. And don't tell me you're not asking for anything. He requires a sacrifice of praise from you. And then on Tuesday, when you're about to fall apart, he'll show up and say, these are the results of that praise you gave on Sunday. See, you don't understand what Sunday is all about, do you? I may need to educate some of y'all because I really don't know what's going to go on on Tuesday or Wednesday or Thursday. But what I do know is the praise I released was a sacrifice today. Not all the time that I feel like it. My feelings ain't got nothing to do with this. I got a battle that I have not entered into yet. And I want to seal the victory while I'm in my Sunday morning. Not that I, I whipped the devil on Thursday. He lost on Sunday. I just needed to show up on Thursday. I never, I never, I never doubt a battle because I gave the proper sacrifice. Look at your neighbor, tell him your praise is a weapon. You start praising now to shoot over into Saturday. It'll reach over into that midnight crisis. God will show up. Said, I've been waiting for you to get here to see what I've done. How I dismantled your enemy. How, how I slaughtered all the forces of darkness that were working against you. And it all happened when you gave me that praise you didn't feel like giving. Let me talk about these. Let me talk about these. They're always trying to steal your opportunity to give to God what he deserves. You know, you ever came on the parking lot and you were all excited and you, you met Sister Big Mouth? Start sharing information with you that wasn't even necessary when you were about to go into the temple to give God what he deserves. Now you're trying to shake what they said so you can give him what he deserves. Thieves never mean well in any house. Thieves never mean well in any house. They ain't picking your pocket, but they are trying to pick your soul. Thieves never mean well in any house. Your house, my house, the judge house, the president's house, the church house. Wherever a thief is, a thief never means well. In any form. How do you know that? John 10 10. John 10 10 says, The thief does not come except to steal and to kill and to destroy. Don't think that thief is going to give. Thieves never give. And everything they do, they have death attached to them. And they want to make you feel so bad about church, you give up your eternal soul to destruction 
just because a thief got a chance to have a conversation with you. Adam and Eve were fine until they talked to the thief. Yeah, I've seen good people. I've seen supportive people. I've seen uh, respectful people and honorable people. And you can always tell when they changed, they had a conversation with a thief. Stole your joy. Stole your peace. Stole everything that you had that was working for you. Just stole it in a moment. A post on Facebook. Made a mistake and looked at Instagram before you got out of your car coming into the temple. It's a thief. So when you know you got thieves around, and Jesus knew there were thieves around, because Jesus is the one who's speaking in John 10.10. 10. Jesus is saying, this is what the thief comes. If you don't know what he's there for, and you always want somebody to flatter you with a smile, and you're always looking for people with a certain tone of deception. Why would the enemy roar at you? Because if he roars, he can't disarm you. Thieves have to disarm you before they can take advantage of you. They so nice, are they? Little Red Riding Hood. Can't even recognize your grandmama. If it's got fangs, it will bite. Okay. okay. So Jesus said, okay, this is what the thief comes to do. He comes to steal, comes to steal, comes to, to destroy. He said, I have come that you may have life and that you may have it more abundantly. He said, I, I showed up so you would know the difference between a thief and a savior. There's a major difference between a thief and a savior. A savior gives life and doesn't get jealous when you get more life. A thief has partial excitement about your progress. If you gain more progress, the dentures come out and the fangs start moving. I don't mean to mess with nobody, but everybody's got fake stuff now. Go home with some of these women. And you think if they can transform that way, you think the one with the fangs can't transform? See, some of y'all are so accustomed to being misused and taken advantage of. 
When somebody show you their cards up front, you get nervous about it. How do you get nervous when everything is right here, clear and clean? It's the one that's hiding their hand behind their back. You know, your buddy, your road dog, your riding partner, your girlfriend, you, you, the one that was helping you with your, with your vision board. You wonder why you didn't get the right picture on your vision board. Because they don't want you to achieve your vision. Girl, that's just too much for you. Girl, uh, I don't know. Maybe you ought to do this. They so scared of your piece of paper on a vision board that they trying to talk you out of it. And all you got is a board yet. You ain't even pulled it into the garage yet. You ain't moved into it yet. You don't have the position yet. You just have a vision board that scares the hell out of your enemy. Just talking about where you're going. Just talking about what God wants to do for you. And then all of a sudden, you lose friends because you're just talking about it. That, that thief wants to kill. That, that thief wants to steal your dream. It may have been Lady Davis. Somebody was telling me about, they were telling me what they call the girlfriend about something that they want to do. And then uh, the girlfriend said, I don't think you ought to do that. And then next week they saw the girlfriend doing what. Any of y'all got girlfriends like that? You don't need them long. Fact, fact, uh, uh, go ahead and delete and cut, cut. Uh, because if they talk you out of it and they go get it, what they were doing is they were robbing you of the idea and then use your idea and manifest it for them now they can't explain, well, you know, I just changed my mind when I walked away. No, you had an agenda from the very beginning. Let me talk to y'all about this, you know, this, this thief thing. It's, you know, being a thief is, is not just something you just make a mistake and become. It's very intentional. Let me, let me tell you how, to be, how you build a thief. A thief feels like they've been deprived. You got to be careful when you get around people who feel deprived. And now you're about to pay for all their losses for yesterday because you chose to be their, their best friend today. I don't trust anybody that's telling me how bad they treated them. In every conversation, we, this is 10 meals now. You still talking about that? So for where we're going and where we are, you got to, under, you got to be able to identify. Jesus tells us, if you set an order, there is a front door. Some of y'all don't even know about the back doors. If you came through that back door, and I know you don't know anything about that back door, that tells me you've been surveying things. You've been doing drive-bys at night. How in the world you know all that? How did you get all that information? How are you that informed? 
Be careful about those who have more information than what they should have about your stuff. It's time to neutralize the threes and release the healing on our people. You notice that the whole time the thieves were free, the people couldn't come and get healed. The liberation of the thieves is a long-term commitment of bondage and weakness for those who want to come. Let me tell you how to grow a church. Get rid of the thieves in the church. God sends the outcast to a church that don't tolerate thieves. <laughs> Y'all got quiet on me. Are you a thief? Now, if you're not a thief, you should have been praising right there. Now, that's a fake praise. I'm talking about a real praise. I'm just like this. The thief tried to, he tried to neutralize me, Sasha. So now it's my turn. <laughs> That's the way I see it. It's my turn now. You've done all you were going to do. I let you have liberty from 2020 to 2023. Time is up. Because there's some healing for the nations flowing through this house right now. I didn't say just for an individual. It's flowing through this house for a nation. And once we rid ourselves of the influence of thieves, healing is automatic. I'm sorry, no disrespect. If you were in the wrong church and you felt like this is the place to be, welcome. But we're not going to somebody else's church and pulling out their members because that will be theft. So if your girlfriend and your boyfriend are committed to their church, loyal to their church, leave them alone. If it ain't already disconnected, it can't connect. Okay. So, so the, the healing of these people, all these people need healing. But they can't get healed because these thieves are, are all around the temple. All, all these wrong motives everywhere. Young Dirty done already came up in it. He, he can't get to you. He can't get to Jesus because the thieves are everywhere. The Bible says that the religious, religious people, the Sadducees, Pharisees, they came to the door, but did not enter in. Then it says, nor would they allow others to enter in. They have more influence over you while you're outside the door. Because if you ever get in the door, you might get the job they want. You may get the promotion they want. 
You may get the healing they want. You may get the breakthrough they want. You may get the elevation they want. You may get the business that they want. You may get the store that they want. You may get the house that they want. You may drive the roads that they want. You may, uh huh. You, you may get what they want. So they block the door because they don't know how to enter in correctly. The door is open, but a thief thinks like this. The open door is not for me, and the truth of the matter is not. It's for those who have the right heart, not perfect, but right heart, and say, I just want to come in and have an experience that I have not been able to find anywhere else. That's all I want. And because they come like that, they'll leave with more than they came asking for. Are y'all ready? Because this, this step right here is going to put you where you need to be. We're minimizing what, what we call theft. And, and theft is not what you call theft because it was the people who were running the church that were considered thieves. All right. Last point, we got to go. That's why they don't like my doctrine. Because it exposes their flaws. That's why they don't like my doctrine. Because the devil wasn't those who were drinking. The devil was those who weren't drinking. But trying to control everything. You remember they called Jesus a wine bibber. And all that kind of stuff. Just because he was saving people they wouldn't touch. Ain't it a shame you've been in church that long. You don't know how to reach the people where you came from. Well, I'm, I'm, I'm just, I'm, I'm just appalled. No, you were a freak at one time and you don't want nobody to know it now. So I'm just going to call it like it is. Now you come up in here because you know how to put your jacket on straight. Act like you don't know what they're going through. excuse me but I'm not a pretender it is what it is uh, and it, there's not a suit I can wear that make me forget about where I came from there's not a car I can drive to make me forget about when I was walking there's not a house I can live in that, that, that makes me forget about the trailer that I was raised in I, I'm about ready to hear your real testimony because when you stop being a thief, you can give your real testimony. Because you ain't got nothing to lose when you tell the truth about where you came from. Your daughter, your son, your nephews, your nieces are waiting to hear your real story. Now, praise the Lord. I'm glad to be here. That ain't all. Yeah, you're glad to be here because somebody had a gun to your head and it didn't fire. And you were in a situation. You don't know how you got out of it. But it must have been the Lord on your side. Now, how in the world are you going to give God a half of praise when he gave you a whole deliverance? Look at your neighbor. Tell him, clean it up, clean it up, clean it up. Do y'all know how we can take over the city if you just start telling the truth about where you came from? You may not be, even be fully out, but you made one step out of it. And if you can make one step, you can make another step, and another step, and another step. But tell somebody.
running around here thinking you perfect. Don't know you still having flashbacks right now. You just don't tell anybody. And you got enough discipline now to not do some of the crazy stuff you used to do. But you need to tell these young people so they'll know what their struggle is all about. with your conversation baby I know you love grandma and grandma been quoting the Ten Commandments for years and grandma knows the Lord's Prayer but grandma was a, a freak back in her 30s grandma ain't always been like this and baby you better watch out cause grandma overcame some stuff that you probably gonna have to walk through and when they all talking about you, baby, talk, call on Jesus, cause you sure gonna need him. Let me, let me finish with my last point. Let me finish. Listen. Hey, guys, myself and Lady Davis, we ain't always been perfect. Myself and Lady Davis had a lot of stuff we had to work through. Myself and Lady Davis, you know, we almost got divorced in 20, uh, 2006, 2006. We almost got divorced. I was ready to get out. I thought she was crazy. I, I went to counseling. I found out I was the one that was crazy. See, you don't know you crazy until you go to counseling. Why you saying the other one's crazy and all the other one ain't crazy. You get sit down with somebody that's not biased and they'll tell you who's crazy. Cleaning the house of prayer will draw the outcast and others besides them to the Lord. When, you, when we clean it up, you don't have enough seats. We already need an overflow room. When you start cleaning up, while you're out there wishing it would grow, praying, Lord, grow us. No, you clean it up. When you clean it up, they come. God can't send them because we won't clean up. When we start cleaning up, God starts sending. God gets ready to thieves so these people who have a little hope right now don't get assaulted by somebody who's pretending to be loving and caring and concerned. Somebody shall clean it up. Because if we clean it up, it's going to go up. If we clean it up, God's going to show up. If we clean it up, they're going to come up. If we clean it up, they'll have a place inside. I, I just need to hear some of y'all's real testimony. I, I, I hope I ain't by myself. I hope I, I hope I wasn't crazy by myself. I, I hope I wasn't tripping by myself. Y'all were tripping too. That's why y'all up here. Y'all 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 own up to the craziness that was going on. See, I love that testimony. Yeah, I used to be drunk all the time. Not me, but somebody. Used to, but I ain't drunk no more. You wanna know why? I came where I could be accepted. And I could be changed. And, and, the, and the thief didn't get to me before I got the alcohol off my breath. 
when your church is for perfect people, you are no longer the church. Because the Bible, my Bible, your Bible said we've all sinned and come short of the glory of the Lord. What spirit has gotten a hold of you because you lost your humility? Now you think you're the judge of people that are trying to come in and you block the door because you're not over your issues yet. Look at your neighbor. Tell him I got some things I'm working on. <laughs> yeah, I got. They ask you, well, why was you shouting around the church? I'm working on something. <laughs> Every time I see you praise it, I'm I'm working on something. You just don't know what I was feeling last night. I, I, I couldn't wait till the church opened and I was going to break through with a praise. Thank you, Lord, that I didn't do what I thought about doing last night. Lord, thank you for keeping me. I could have been dead. Some of the stuff that was going on, but now you let me see daylight again. I may have wept all night, but you gave me another day and you think I'm not going to praise God. You telling me you looked over my faults and you saw that I needed an encounter with you? How many of you know that God done it? Your only reason you hear God done it. Huh? Oh, go go ahead and express yourself. So, sister, super Christian. With all that attitude and all that disrespect, you got more respect for the house of God and the man of God. I gotta go. All you outcasts, all you outcasts, you just found a home. All of y'all that they didn't want to deal with, come on in, baby. I got a seat for you. Refresh. We know how to refresh. If you know how to repent, we know how to refresh. Somebody shout, refresh. When I look back over my life, what the Lord has done. Look at y'all up in here. You ought to be shouting every time you think about the goodness of Jesus. Oh! If you can get me out of that, what are you going to do with me, Lord? If you could see your future, you will be shouting when the service is over. Somebody shout, I'm home, I'm home, I'm home, I'm home. 
I'm home. I'm home. I'm home now. I'm home. Finally got home. Finally found a place. Finally got to where God wanted me to be. Finally, oh my God, finally found a temple where I don't have to worry. I'm home now. I'm home now. It's too late, devil. I'm home now. It's too late, critics. I'm home now. It's too late, religious folk. I know I make you mad, but I'm home now. I'm home now. Finally found me a place where God can make me better. Look over my faults. See that how much I need him. I need you, Lord. I need you, Lord. I need you, Lord. You said you will hear a humble cry, and I'm crying out to you, Jesus. Slap your neighbor on the shoulder, tell him I don't have anything to hide anymore. Go ahead and take the ammunition out of the gun of your neighbor. Tell him I ain't got anything to hide anymore. I'm going to tell my testimony because God's been mighty, 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 mighty good to me. I know we've been praising. But if you know God has showed up and turned your life around. Over in the Birmingham area, we'd love to see you. Stop by because everyone is welcome at Refresh Family Church. It's full of friendly people, a warm atmosphere, and a powerful word. Our service times are Sundays at 9 a.m. or our empowerment service on Wednesdays at 7 p.m. We're located at 117 12th Court Northwest in Birmingham, Alabama. We'll see you soon at Refresh. Want to find out more about Apostle Stephen A. Davis? Well, log on because StephenADavis.org is now live. That's right. Log on to StephenADavis.org now and you can find out all about him. Watch live broadcasts and get all the information you need at StephenADavis.org. Available on all platforms. Log on today. Refresh Family Church. As we worship together, remember our five goals. Serving the needs of families. Reaching the lost. Equipping the saints. Reaching the nations. And transferring to generations. At Refresh Family Church, we're more than just a church. We're a nation. To find out more, log on to StephenADavis.org. We'll see you next time.